It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between who we are as human beings. And that would be your intellectual, your physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects. And in the last couple of years, I think all areas have been extremely challenging for people. Um, So I have uh, a website, www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. And if you go to that website, uh, there is probably about 250 shows that are archived there now. And um, my guest today, um, I think she is one of the last shows there that you'll find uh, archived from a few months ago. Uh, She's also been on my podcast and um, that is available for everybody at either iHeartRadio or Apple Podcast or um, Spotify uh, or Google. So those four major platforms carry all of the podcast as well. On my website, if you go to show notes, you'll be able to get into the archives and there's a synopsis for each and every show. And so you'll be able to read a little bit about the show and then figure out if that's one that you'll enjoy listening to. Uh, Also on that website, there is a link to Boomers Forever Young. And this is a nutritional company that I've been using for the last five years. And if you go in there, they have their own podcast on health and wellness topics, but they also have amazing products. There's blogs, there's testimonies, there's videos. Um, You can research each and every one of their products. And if you decide to order anything from them, if you put my name, L-U-C-Y, in the discount code, you will receive $5 off of your order. And I kind of think in today's world, all of that is pretty important. So uh, check out their products. Like I said, I've been using them for the last five years, and I think it has made a huge difference in my health. Um, All right, so I'm going to introduce my guest. Um, She is Sarah M., and she's an author of an award-winning book called How I Survived the Killing Fields. She graduated from Western Connecticut State University and is a member of Women's Speakers Association, uh, Toastmasters International, and she helped found Christian Professionals Network of Tampa Bay. Uh, She owns and operates her own wellness business called Smart Healthy Living. So welcome back, Sarah. Thank you, Lucy, for having me back. It's so Um, good to be here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, I think so many people were touched um, by the story that you told us the last time of how you did survive the killing fields and you know how it eventually led to uh, you escaping and making it back to your home but not after you endured so much Um, so tonight we're going to and we're doing the recording in the evening um, but of course the show is going to be aired during daytime And um, so I wanted us to be able to talk about resiliency because that's something that everybody has had to learn how to do a better job of over these last two years. Um, We have been bombarded 
with stress from every angle, whether it's isolation or, you know, being with um, just family and friends, not being able to go out, uh, being concerned that, you know, you or a loved one is going to come down with one of the COVID variants. And so resiliency is kind of how we get through difficult times, right? Yes, yes. So how do you about teaching somebody to be resilient? Well, resiliency, well, let me back up a little bit. Resilient means the ability to become strong, healthy, or successful again after something bad happens. So building a resiliency to win that comes from growing your ability to deal with your internal negative emotion, such as bitterness, hopelessness, anger, sadness, all those negative uh, feelings will bring us down. So the ability to to be resilient, to bounce back quickly, um, it's very important. So how do we build um, resiliency is is the art of building ourselves, building up ourselves from the inside out. I would think, though, that a lot of that has got to do with, uh, I know that with children, you know, you you begin building that kind of um, internal program, if you will, um, at a young age. You know, you don't want them to all of a sudden hit their teenage years or go away to college and then try to figure it out. So, you know, one of the keys for resiliency is learning to feel competent, you know, that if Mm -hmm. you have that competency inside of you, then you kind of know that when you're up against something, I'm going to be able to manage this, right? Yes. Yes. So how how do you, you know, from your perspective, how do you look at um, helping somebody learn how to build their competencies? How, How to teach somebody to build their resiliency, um, I will start with being grateful. Have an attitude of gratitude is very important because when you when you look at a situation and it's, it it looks bad, but if you if you look for something good about that situation and be grateful for it your sadness would not overcome you. You, you will feel uh, thankful, you will feel happier. So happiness is the positive side. That's the build up of the resiliency. See, resiliency is comparing to the bank account. So when you build up something positive, it's just like deposit something into your bank account. But if you start to feel negative, feel sad, feel depressed, feel bitter and anger, it's like withdrawing your money from your bank account. So what we want to do every day, every moment, is to do something that is positive, that is more like deposit into your positive bank account. So do you yourself, like uh, at the beginning of each day, do you write um, 
something in a journal or do you spend some time in meditation or how do you go ahead and deposit these things into your bank account? What are you doing to deposit them? I, um, I like to I start with prayer and read a, a short devotion, sometimes just a short scripture. It depends on the day. If I wake up a little bit earlier, I have more time to, uh, you know, to, to pray, to think about and to read about. So that's my, my positive uh, starting point for my day. And then do you spend time throughout your day recognizing moments that you can be grateful for? Yes, throughout the day, I try to not letting myself slip into the negativity. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I try to catch myself. If I, if I send, if I'm aware of my negative thought or feeling, I, you know, I pick myself up. So you, when you say you pick yourself up, I mean, I'm thinking I am still a therapist working with individuals and families, as well as doing this podcast. And, you know, there are certain situations where you have to just look at the issues. You can't necessarily look at it and go, well, I, I just am going to focus on something that's positive in my life right now. And I'm not going to dwell on the anger that I'm feeling with that particular situation. So I know when you were in Cambodia and you were, you know, in the um, prison camp that was there, you know, you were held captive for what, two years, I think? Four, four, four years. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you had so much that was negative around you at that particular time. And you were away from your family. You didn't know what was going on with them or your mother that you were very close to. So how did you begin to make a lot of deposits into that bank account that was holding all of this positivity when you were in those kind of surroundings? In that environment, I tap into my memory, my memory of my love relationship with my family. The, remembers the good time that we had together. And also, um, I'm reminding myself that I have a beautiful family, that one of these days, I will be with them. And during my stay in this camp, I start to build a relationship with other camp um, uh, inhabitants. My, my fellow came uh, prisoner. Uh -huh. So we, we start to support each other. We help each other out and we share some story. We share some memory. So those are some of the positive things that I remember. I keep doing that. And we, we start to build like a sisterhood uh, community that we can call each other uh, God sister. Hmm. So in that particular case, your community was important for resiliency, that you had each other. 
and you mm -hmm. could count on each other or support each other in some way. And I remember you talking about um, you didn't have a lot to eat, but that group of friends that you would talk about recipes. <laughs> yes. Um, I remember that because I thought that was such a, a neat way of letting the past support where you were at the moment, because you could have just focused on not having very much food. Mm -hmm. And instead you, you did the aromas and the taste and the ingredients and how long it took to make and, you know, how it was to prepare it. So you, you transported yourself yes. out of a bad situation into one that was very supportive and nurturing. Yes. Hmm. So, um, competency is one that builds, you know, confidence, obviously, in, you know, your ability then to handle situations. What else would you say? I would say have a sense of purpose. Okay. When you have a purpose that is bigger than yourself, you are not, you're not selfish. You live because you have a bigger purpose. For me, at that hard time, my purpose was my family. Getting so to them. Yeah, that's very obvious. So mm -hmm. um, it's, I will do my very best, try to survive so that I can be with them, I can support them and help them. But um, everybody should have a sense of purpose. How if do they want to find yeah. it though? Yeah. How do, how, I mean, how did, you knew it was your family and getting back to them, but for a lot of people, that is what they're searching for is why am I alive? You know, what is my purpose? So do you have a way of showing people how, you know, to find their sense of purpose? Well, it's a really big topic. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> but I mean, when, if you're going to say that, you know, that's part of resiliency is being able to know your purpose. Is there a way that somebody can just begin to kind of understand what their purpose is? Um, I would say we have to, to search in our heart what, what is important, what is our life a priority. It's um, if, if we know what is our priority, if we know that the family or the faith or the money or the health, it's, uh, whatever it is important, um, we will find the, pur the, the purpose. If, if you have a strong belief in uh, wellness, your purpose is to help more people achieve wellness. Whatever you have a strong belief in, you can build from that. Okay. So for, let's just say that uh, we have a, a college student that's getting ready to graduate. And maybe they chose a, a degree in, in math or science. If they're in the healing profession, obviously their purpose in life is going to be, like you said, to help others, you know, through um, healing modalities of some sort. 
And for somebody else that isn't exactly sure what it is they want to do, and maybe faith is not where they're going, and maybe maybe they love to write. And so their sense of purpose might be to become a writer to educate in some ways, you know, what yeah. their belief is. So what I'm kind of hearing you say is that our sense of purpose is probably what we love doing the most, whatever yeah. that is. And if it occupies a lot of your waking moments and maybe even your sleeping moments, then that is the direction that would guide you towards your purpose for being alive. Now, I personally believe that we can have multiple purposes. Yeah. Um, I don't think it has to be just one. And sometimes then it becomes a balancing act. Mm -hmm. because your purpose might be to be a doctor or an attorney or a teacher or a clergy. But if you let that occupy all of your time, then, you know, your sense of purpose is going to overwhelm you and your life. Yeah balance and resiliency again is our topic so if resiliency becomes um, a little bit of an issue there then you know it, it'll it'll come about because we've addressed that balancing you know to keep our life in balance yeah definitely yeah so uh, when you you love to do something when you enjoy something. Um, it um, it create a very uh, like a, a happy moment every time you do something that relate to that. Right. It bring you joy, happiness. Right. So the the joy and happiness is is the opposite of the negative feeling. So whatever you do to counteract, to, 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 um, to lessen the negative part, that's, you get more deposit into your bank account. All right. So if um, gardening was one of your joys, that would build resiliency is what you're saying. Is yes. If you could, if you were stressed about something, you yep. could play with your flowers. You could go yes. to the garden. And you would be depositing into your bank account because you were doing something that brought you joy. Yes, yes, definitely. I love flower arrangement. Every time there is an occasion, uh, when we have an event, uh, I'm, I used to be involved in my church organization, organizing event, Mother's Day banquet, or just, uh, Christmas party, whatever. <laughs> I I grab the job of a flower arrangement. Let me do the flower arrangement. Let me do that. So, <laughs> well, I mean, and that gave you a lot of joy, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we have confidence and competency, and we have a sense of purpose um, with our life. What else builds resiliency? Would you say that a sense of humor could build resiliency? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, humor is, uh, is a good medicine for anything. <laughs> I told my friend, um, I said, I never be sad. If I'm, I find myself sad, I dig into the list of the, the joke that I collect. 
I read those jokes and laugh for myself, you know. <laughs> so there you, are pl plenty of things that you can <laughs> entertain yourself with. Right, right. <laughs> I remember a book years ago, and honestly and truly, I don't remember the title anymore. It's been a long time. But I remember that he had developed a like a blood poisoning. He did a lot of his work in Russia and um, they had lead-based paint. And so he was in rooms where the paint was probably peeling and he had come into contact with the actual lead. So he became very sick, came back to the United States and he was, I think he was a PhD, but um, he wrote and did a number of other things. And so he treated himself with massive doses of vitamin C and humor. And he happened to love, um, you know, like the sitcoms, things of that nature. So in his room, he had a lot of, uh, I think, um, VHS at that time, maybe tapes. I don't even think they had DVDs. And so he would watch one after the other after the other. And he found that if, if he laughed a lot, that he felt better. And yeah. so he used that combination. But I think humor is is huge, either being able to laugh at yourself or being able to laugh at situations and not let them get the best of you or, you know, reading a funny book or your jokes or something. Yeah. So humor, um, right. about physical exercise, does that build resiliency, you know, being active? Yes, definitely. Yes. There's so many types of exercise whatever made you joy uh, joyful made you happy do it uh, <clears throat> you cannot go wrong with the exercise no yeah. i have talked to a number of people who love to dance and yes. some of them just dance at home for their own benefit but a lot of them uh take ballroom dancing you know because mm -hmm. they feel very joyful when when they're moving um swimming tennis we have a lot of uh, pickleball um, kind of tournaments anymore around here in Florida. And um, so, yeah, I would say yoga, I think, is really good for a lot of people. Yep. Yep. So pick yep. your sport. <laughs> uh, <laughs> being around animals, I know, builds resiliency because oh, yeah. animals yeah. have unconditional love. Right. Yeah. Do you look at a person when you're working with them? Do you look at a person's uh, diet, for instance, their physical health? Because if you are not doing well physically, resiliency is difficult. Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, physical health is one of the major components to contribute or, or deplete our resiliency. Mm -hmm. yeah. you were in really tough shape when you were in Cambodia and they had you, you know, working in the fields initially, as I recall, and yeah. you got very thin and you didn't have enough food. And so building your ability to overcome, I mean, that had to have been almost impossible. Right. Yeah. And yet you were able to do it. So you think in that case, it was because your sense of purpose was so strong and getting back to the family that 
you would be able to overcome anything or was it something else? I think it's, it's my, yeah, my sense of purpose. And also I believe, I, I have faith. I believe in God. God helped me. He, um, um, I have an opportunity to work in the kitchen for a while. Um, instead of working in a working in a harsh rice field, mm-hmm. when when I was able to get myself work in the kitchen, that was a life saving situation right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it gave me opportunity to get more food than everybody else, and I work in the shade instead of under the hot hot sun. And also I work less hours. So all those components, it's a little bit, you know, everything, it worked together. We had to have enough sleep. We had to have enough food, nutrition, and then we had to have enough rest. Right. It's, it, it's all necessary. Um, it, it's not just the starvation alone that made me so sick. It's, it's all of those because I didn't get enough sleep. And I didn't get any rest. So um, everything, uh, we have to have a, a healthy lifestyle in order for us to keep our good health. Uh-huh. Right. And not having that um, certainly empties your bucket. Yes, yes. Since we're talking about resiliency, how do you feel the world is right now? Are we as a nation, as a world population, do you see us as being resilient? I see half and half. Well, I see more people are resilient. Uh, People, well, I, I made the judgment based on the people that I know. So I, I, can, I can be a little bit off chart, <laughs> but the people that I know that I, uh, I surround myself with, they are more resilient. And what are they doing to cope with, I mean, we're in some pretty challenging times still, not just with the pandemic, but the economy and, with so much unrest in the world. So how are your friends who are resilient? How do they cope? What are they doing? Hmm. They continue to to be active in the community. They they do something to contribute to the to to other people's life. Like um my friend and I, we have a podcast, a, a live show on Facebook. We invite people to come to share their life journey. So that's one, one thing that we do. Uh, we, don't, we don't earn any income from that activity, but we feel we contribute to the society. And many of my friends are like that. They have something to contribute to 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 offer to help other people in the community. 
Okay. So, yeah, those are the people that I surround myself with, that I, you know, network with, and I socialize with, and also the people from the church. You know, we still go to worship. We still pray for each other, and um, we we are still active. Although we are not as active as open as before, but we we have a Zoom meeting. Uh, we have you know online meeting. So it, we just have to keep moving. Now to now to shut ourselves in, that will. That will not give us a, a, a resiliency positive deposit. <laughs> right, right. I was just thinking, you know, shutting in pretty much equals shutting down. Mm -hmm. that, yes. As we have over these last two plus years, um, I think a lot of discouragement. You know, it's not even that, well, there's some people that are quite angry about everything. But I think so many people are just really discouraged because they don't know what to do to make things better. Mm. And you know, they're being told that you have to do this and you have to do that. And so people are struggling you know, with having somebody controlling their every move. Um, but I, I agree. I mean, if you can go to Zoom meetings, if you can you know, meet outside at a park or you know, go to an outdoor dining establishment and reconnect. But solitude certainly does not build resiliency. And you mm. learn that, you know, right. in Cambodia with your friends, you know, that this, I mean, it wasn't a virtual group. It was a real group of people that you sat with in the evenings quietly talking about food. So that yeah. allowed you to build that resiliency that we will get out of here someday. And we will reconnect with our family and friends. Yeah. What other thoughts do you have for people that are looking at becoming more resilient? The other thought that um, is necessary is that to keep our mind positive at all times. Be uh, and build the optimistic perspective on life. How, how do we build optimistic perspective? <laughs> uh, this, is, this is the trick that I, I feel like it's very, um, very effective. If you are in a situation that is bad, you think it's bad and you are angry about it. Let's, uh, let's give the example. I had a car accident a few years ago. So we only have that one car in our family and now that car is no longer good. And, and our insurance went up pretty high because I had a previous accident uh, a couple of years before. So, so that sounds like a very bad situation. I was angry at myself I was mad that I should be more careful about driving. But, and then suddenly I woke up, I said, hey, wait a minute, slow down. Um, I look at this way, I say, oh my goodness, it's only my car that went bad. I'm still alive. 
I'm still safe. I still can walk. I still can talk. My my head did not bang against the windshield and get damaged. Um, so when you look, when you try to find something that is good to be grateful for, mm-hmm. you will find it. You will find it in any situation. Well, yeah, I think even in the pandemic, I mean, I've talked about this on other shows, but there have been wonderful things that have come out in terms of people recognizing that they need to take responsibility for their health rather Mm -hmm. than just being casual about it, that maybe they're looking at their diet, they're looking at how much sleep they get, they're looking at exercise, you know, they're looking at if I'm with this person and I walk away feeling bad, then maybe that person shouldn't be in my life on a regular basis, you know, their circumstances. So you're right. I mean, with an accident, the fact that it was only the car that was damaged was a good thing. And yes, you lost your car, but at the same time, you still had your health. You know, you had the ability to walk and talk and think and sometimes with car accidents, that isn't the outcome. Right. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Another thought is that uh, we have to have faith. Have faith. Believe that things will get better. When, when you have faith, you trust. You trust in God whoever God that people pray to and believe in, you have that strong faith. Because sometimes if you just, if we just depend on our own self, we are very limited. Right. We have, we, if we have faith, believe in God and believe that things will get better. And and I just want to remind our, our listener that things will get better. <laughs> bad, bad thing doesn't, bad thing doesn't last. But there's a, a, a slogan that said, oh, okay, so tough time never lasts, but tough people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is very important for everyone to kind of remember is that our tough times don't go on forever and ever and ever. But -hmm. if you can come through it, you know, you will be stronger for it. You will have learned. Uh, Richard Attenborough did a documentary about a year ago now, and it's available on Netflix. I know uh, probably is available other places as well. But he talked about how the world, after the first year of the pandemic, how the world improved, the water, the air, you know, animals. And if we could have looked around and said, oh, this is maybe the way we're supposed to live, you know, not be in our cars as much and, you know, give the planet a chance to recover from some of the damage that we've done, um, because it did recover remarkably, you know, in a year's time. Um, I'm not sure that everybody is remembering that message, you know, at this particular point. But again, having the the ability to step back and recognize that, as you said, bad times 
don't last forever. Right. Yeah. And I compare the bad time like a hurricane. Uh -huh. the, the hurricane come, but it will find its way out uh -huh. soon, soon enough. It doesn't linger forever. <laughs> Are you sure about the pandemic? I don't know. <laughs> we, we have uh, two, almost two years and about four months since the first one was diagnosed. So I'm beginning to think, you know, maybe this is going to be with us for our lifetime. I, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. All righty. Well, um, I certainly enjoy having you tell us about resiliency and, you know, how that can make our lives much easier in coping with whatever difficulties we're facing. And, uh, you know, people can start, you know, in a small place. I mean, they can gather, um, like you have, you know, jokes to read when uh, they're getting frustrated. Maybe they need to have a good joke book and just open it up and read a couple of jokes. Um, <laughs> certainly having maybe a friend that is a good listener. Uh, but there's a lot of different ways that we can certainly build, you know, resiliency. Um, any parting comments? Uh, let people know how they can reach you. They can, um, I can be reached through my website, sarahm.com, just uh, S-A-R-A-I-M.com. And you will find my book in there. And I also have a free gift, my a free gift is on my website also. Just go to sarahm.com and look for, for free gift. Okay. And yeah, that free gift is the, my, my brief guide, my brief advice for staying healthy. It's a, a healthy lifestyle. Just, just briefly, it's very, it's common sense. You, you probably know most of them already, but it's good to have a, a list to take a look, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, so that's my free gift. And I also um, will speak uh, if people have a group that get together and want to hear an inspirational story and some tips about resiliency, about building your courage, your confidence. That's, I'd love to talk about that. Well, I'm sure that uh, there will be a couple of people that will reach out to you then and maybe have you come and uh, be a guest speaker for them. Thank you. I hope so too. You're welcome. Well, um, it's a beautiful time of the year right now here in Florida, so we can build our resiliency by just getting out in the sunshine. We at least are not shoveling snow or having ice underneath uh, our, our feet or underneath our cars. So we're yeah. fortunate in that regard. Right, well, right. Yes, we are grateful for that. We are very grateful for that. Um, good portion of the United States is having some tough weather right now. So thank you again, Sarah, for being my guest. And um, everybody, um, please go out there and make this your best life. Uh, check the uh, my website again for the older shows. Uh, there are. 20 pages of shows and there's 12 shows on each page. So 
uh, you can certainly um, fill your afternoons or evenings by checking out some podcasts. And thank you again for being my guest, Sarah. We will check in with everybody the next time. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.